Hi, I'm Frank. I don't like change. And I just saw a billboard for this new BJ's Wholesale Club talking about up to 25% off grocery store prices. Oh, really? What's wrong with paying full price, huh? No, sir. I would not join BJ's Wholesale Club. Let's agree to disagree, Frank. Say you do want to sign up to get a $40 digital BJ's gift card. Join the new BJ's Wholesale Club, opening soon in New Albany. Visit bj's.com slash newalbany or the BJ's Membership Center on North Hamilton Road. Limited time offer, new members only. Donica Strange Riscano, author, speaker, and community leader, comes to you today with Recapture, the weekly program that gives a biblical perspective on living a Christ-centered life as you walk through your recovery journey. Our focus is providing healing for the family with love, knowledge, forgiveness, and information. Hello, sunshine. This is Donica. We are here again for another week of Recapture. And guess what? Monica Strange is back. She's back again for another week. Listen, she comes all the time as our expert. But today she's sitting in the guest seat because she is speaking again on her phenomenal book, The Event, Your Journey to an Abundant Life Experience. We had so much information that she shared on yesterday or last week um, that we want to have her to come back again. So thank you. Thank you for having me. Welcome, welcome. So when we were talking last week about the event, your journey to an abundant life experience, we looked at events as traumatic occurrences in your life. But by definition, an event is really a significant event. You can't have a positive event such as getting married, having a baby, having your great 50th birthday party. It is the season. Yes. Um, Milestones and birthdays and proms and graduations. I would say specifically because graduation and prom looked a lot different Mm -hmm. to a lot of people during like in 2020. But this year, people are going back to prom. They're doing graduation services. Congratulations to my nephew, Trayvon. Yes, Hampton University, graduated from college. Congratulations to my niece, Marquita, master's degree. So there's a lot of celebrations. So, yes, you talk about events in the context of your book, but there are some positive events, too. So we get to shout out our niece and nephew for doing something really phenomenal. Phenomenal. So what we want to do is just get right back into it and talking about the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. For us as Christians, it is the singular most important event of the Christian faith. faith. Jesus was... uh, This crucifixion, the way it happened, Jesus was paced uh, on a trial of sorts. Uh, He was scourged, um, mocked. They they clothed him in a robe, uh, received that crown of thorns. We know all these parts from the scriptures. He was bit. He was spit on and beaten. And uh, he had to travel to the place of his crucifixion. So I want to talk a little bit about crucifixions at that time. I think we talked about it just a little bit. Uh, for historical context, of the crucifixions was the public display of the condemned. And the public persecution was meant uh, actually from research to condemn and embarrass the perpetrator, whomever that might be. Yes. We're going to give an example, a public example to all you others. Yes. If you do whatever you do, this is going to happen to you. So it was a public way to embarrass 
the condemned. Jesus was not the only person to be crucified. Uh, as a matter of fact, we do know that the scripture said that Jesus hung on the cross between two thieves. Yes. So this is the way that historical context and their judicial system was the crucifixion. Um, crucifixions was the standard process, and the crucifixion of Jesus it's important yes. for the Christian faith. And here's what the scriptures say about the crucifixion. According to the law, almost all things are purified with blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. Yeah, without the shedding of blood, amen, there is no remission of sins. Yes. And that is Hebrews 9 and 22. Yes, Hebrews 9 and 20. Hebrews 22. 9, Hebrews 9 and 22, yes. And so what we see from the crucifixion and you see it have a, an event in your life and you see what can come of it but for Jesus Christ it is because of his shed blood on the cross at Calvary that we can have what your book mentions as an abundant life experience but beyond that if we confess and believe we will be saved and have eternal life you know what's so important about the um, crucifixion of Jesus is that Jesus went through a process in his crucifixion it really began in his own place of setting himself before God um, the beginning of Jesus process began in Gethsemane and the scripture says in being in agony he prayed for longer and his sweats became as drops of blood trickling down upon the ground. That's Luke 22 and 44. Yes. And as you're going through whatever experiences that you have, if the Son of God, the Savior of the world, has to get to a quiet place, mm. a, a place to seek out God, you should do the same. God is not leaving you alone in your event experience, but he is a comforter to you. And he provides a place of peace. And remedy in your place of prayer. Yes. Find, find find your place of prayer. What I wanted to talk about is a little bit of some of the areas we identified um, as events in the book. Because you may be experiencing some of these. Um, and these are, I wrote this book five years ago. These are not the only single events. Um, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Yes. And over the last uh, 15 months, year and a half, whatever the time frame has been, many people have lost loved ones. Yes. People have been working on the front line. We had a gas crisis. We had a pandemic. We have experienced racial trauma. Yes. So some people are going through something. Mm-hmm. But even in that time period, you have a resurrection. Mm. You have a resurrection coming. You have a resurrected experience with life daily. I'll talk about this in the book, but you can have a resurrection experience with God daily through your prayers, scripture, study, fasting, seeking God. Uh, it empowers you spiritually like nothing can. Yes. If you're seeking God. God, you come to a place of a different idea of your situation when you're seeking God. And so we wanted to talk a little bit about traumas that you could see uh, in my own personal life. When my mom passed away in 2005, um, that same year, 
my sister had passed away at the young age of 34. Mm-hmm. In June of 2005, our sister passed away at the young age of 34. And that was in June. And then in December of that same year, 2005, our mom passed away. Yes. And so in that time period, it, that's a lot of grief to deal with. It is. That, you know, our family was forever changed. Right then and there, our family was forever changed. Forever, yes. Relatively close of family and so it just changed when June passed and then mama yes yes my my mother had significant loss at the loss of a child yes and I just really believe that she she passed from a broken heart I really do yes we do talk about and so when my when we had our mom's funeral this is this is a chapter in my book but when we had our mom's funeral they passed the preach a message titled can God trust you with trouble yes and I titled that for one of the chapters in my book. Yes. And I talked about something in our book that had occurred in our life. Yes. Um, I don't know if I want to get into details with that, but I want you to you to think about that. Can God trust you with that trouble? I remember when we were going to the burial plot for our mom, and we were, uh, I can't remember if I was in the family car or not, but because I We were in the car together. We was in the family car. And I remember thinking, I don't want to be trusted with trouble. You didn't think that. You said it out loud. Wow. You said I don't. I don't want to be trusted with trouble. I don't. I, and the reason the pastor was speaking on that is because uh, June had died and uh, Mom had died, and then also um, PJ had had a relative to die, and that's a lot to go through. Mm-hmm. And he was saying, "Can God trust you with trouble?" Ultimately, we would say, "Yes," you know. Can God trust you with trouble? But at that time, I certainly understand your sentiment of God. I don't want another thing. And I will say that I'm going to give a pause and say we're talking about your book, The Event, Your Journey to an Abundant Life Experience. The book is available on Amazon. So look up the book and get your purchase, your copy. (laughs) Thank you. Yes. We are talking about can can God trust you with trouble, but that difficult place in our lives and things that we had gone through growing up with a parent in addiction, a dad who died, our dad died when we were nine. What came from that? That Hello, we talk about it all the time. I'm sitting here on a radio program sharing recapture to recover the things that have been lost or stolen we have the Patricia Ann Strange Diamond Celebration so that we can do what you talked about on the last broadcast. You even had that as the tip for the journey that we can go and share our testimony. And that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's what we do, that we did have grief that, listen, Mother's Day passed. And um, a lot of people had grief about their mom not being with them. Mm-hmm. But we are sharing a different story, even in the midst of real life. We both have real life. I have right. real life. I'm raising children, have grandchildren, and I have a very have, stressful corporate career. Yes, mm-hmm. and and I I don't pretend that my life is perfect. Right. Sharing the message, Revelation twelve and eleven, is not saying a perfect life. It's not. Right. Oh my God! But your book alludes to what I'm gonna say. Okay. It is a life of thankfulness and gratitude. Yes. That, oh, my God, two girls from Fifth Ward. When the message came to us, we received it. Yes. The message yes. of salvation. And that your book is so beautifully written. I don't say that because you're my sister. 
I'm saying it because I read it and I was like, man, this is a really well written book. Your did I say that on the last book? As your education and your study and your research shows in that book, and go and get a copy of the book. It's available on Amazon. You know why? Because she. She methodically walks us through some things that happen in our own life that we just don't have time to talk about on the broadcast. One thing I want to talk about that does happen in the book is that at the end of each chapter, I offer a prayer um, to God based on that topic of discussion. And I also offer a little place for questions for the reader to do some own digging for themselves. Um, in the first chapter when we're talking about, um, the first chapter talks about family systems. And so we talk a little bit about your family systems and, you know, do you have a traditional family system, mom, dad, siblings? Are you brought up in a family of single uh, parents? Are you brought up in a family, uh, you know, traditional financial strength or did you have some some difficulties in your family systems? Uh, some things that happened in our family system, it just was really difficult, including molestation and addiction, poverty. That's a difficult place to grow up, but God. But one, God. one thing I will tell about my own um, story of telling my testimony is that when my book was completely printed, I had already finished the manuscript. It was already edited. It had already went to the publisher for formatting and layout and cover design. I, a story, a difficult story came to my life, came to my memory. I had not thought of that in 30 years. That thing came to me and my book was already completed. And I said, God, why would you bring this to me? Now I could have put that in my book. Mm -hmm. And what came to me is the reason that was not come to me before the book was printed is that everything does not belong in your book. Everything is not going with you in your experience, that positive place. Some things you need to leave them behind. I did share that story during my book release, and I never said that thing aloud again. Mm -hmm. Somebody said, well, what was it? I'm not bringing that to my future. It was rough. Mm -hmm. It was a difficult thing. But that's where you know that thing of the past does not have to go in your future. Yes, that thing of your past yes, does God. not have to go in your, in my case, literal book. Yes, it does not have to go in a, as a part of your story. It doesn't have to impact your life experience. It does not have to impact your future. It can be, as I believe that God was speaking to you, that it it wasn't supposed to go in the story. And it doesn't take away from the fact that, Not at all. that you were sharing your story and that you've written a book and you're sharing your testimony, that some things just are not going to go with you to your future. That's right. That's Thank exactly God. what it was. Thank, Thank God. God. Another thing that we write about in the book because of our own personal life experiences is, is grief. Grief. And how grief impacts or changes your family. Does the book talk about the stages of grief or no? You know, we do talk a little bit about the stages of grief, but that's for you to get when you buy the book. Okay. (laughs) But um, we do talk about the stages of grief. And again, we, you know, we offer a chapter prayer um, on grief. How do you deal with your grief? Mm -hmm. And so uh, we do talk about the stages of grief, but that's really for the reader. Mm -hmm. Um, 
as you get more information. We we talk about traumas yes. and the event of different traumas. Mm-hmm. And in those traumas uh, in our family, we talk about molestation. Uh, we even talk about people who suffer trauma as the victim of crimes, uh, the trauma of being first responders uh, in military experience, mm-hmm. uh, PTSD. Uh, we talk about accidents. I even, well, some of those um, events that you looked, uh, put in the book when I was reading through them, I thought these, these are, I thought there were some powerful examples uh, for military service. When I read that part, I kind of thought it, there have been many wars and many conflicts and things of that nature. But what I thought about is the events of 9-11. That's, you know, the most uh, impactful thing I think I can remember. But in military service, and going through those type of events, it's beyond just that one singular singular event. And I thought that you talked about that was very important. Mm-hmm. I thought it, You know what I found important when I wrote the trauma chapter, what I called the trauma of every day. Hmm. You haven't experienced a significant traumatic event, but your life is filled with so much chaos. Mm. The trauma of the everyday. That's yes. chaos. Uh, Dis, you, um, disorganized and... Well, you know, you wake up to, uh, you know, emotional abuse in your spouse and your children are acting out. You can't remember the last time you cleaned up your house in full, just chaotic. You're overwhelmed by your work, your children, your spouse. You're even overwhelmed by the very thoughts of who you've become. That's what I said in the book. Mm-hmm. But it's what I call the trauma of the everyday. Just everyday stuff is not going right. You was late to work again. You know, you you got to get home and make sure you get the kids dinner ready. Or you get all the way to the um checkout thing you left your debit card at home so it's just all those things that are piling up becomes over emotionally yeah, overwhelming of every day yeah, yes, that's what that I call is it. important another thing that we talked about was um sexual sins we talk about sexual sins as an event because it's emotionally and spiritually overwhelming some people don't forgive themselves of their sexual sins and so i wrote that as a uh, as a topic of the event one thing that i really wanted to kind of uh move forward about in our conversation is to let us know that what you used to say, help is on the way, you know, help is on the way in your experience, help is on the way in your experience. In my book, Jesus was crucified, but, uh, he was resurrected. Yes. And the resurrection is the help. Yes. And what I read in your book is that you had something that you, a term that you borrowed, from other writings, and it was W-I-I-F-M, What's in It For Me? Yes, yeah, so like let's W-I-I-F-M, What's In It For Me, in terms of reading the book and getting the information. That's good. Because you had an event, and you say in your writing that it's not selfish to say, What's in it for me? So let's talk about what's in it for me. What's in it for me, we kind of borrow that from a business concept. And so it's W-I-I-F-M, radio. If you look at your life, we're on the radio. If you looked in it for yourself as a radio person or radio personality or listening to the radio, here we are, we're listening to W-I-I-F-M radio. What's in it for me? 
So and I would say what's in it for you is those pieces of the experience. Well, I would also say uh, what's in it for you in your overall life is your experience. But what I did for the reader in the book mm-hmm. is the W-I-I-F-M were the questions that I ask the reader at the end of the chapter so that they're just not reading a book of my life and my experiences or my research. Yes. That they're able to ask themselves questions and journal and document and do some real work for themselves as a result of the reading. Yes. And so what you're getting out of the reading is those resources and those questions and that, you know, soul work that you're going to do after the reading. And so in your real life, what's in it for me really is the life experience. And with that said, thank you for the great segue. I'm going to go into a couple of things that I noted in the book as an abundant life experience. Yes. And so what we talked about as an experience is John 10.10. The thief cometh not, but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have life more abundantly. And so the experience for you is that abundant living that Jesus promised. Yes. But like I talked about before, Jesus having a process, going through Gethsemane, carrying that cross, you have some processes too. Yes. And the first process I talked about of an experience is renewing your mind. Mm. That's Romans 12, 2. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove that which is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. Yes. You, that process of getting to your experience, you you got to renew your mind. You you got to get in the word. You got to get into a place of prayer. You got to get in good company. Now, those are my anecdotal things I said today. I can't promise that I forecast it in the same way in the text of the book, but you got to get in the word. You got to get in the prayer and you got to get with a good set of people who are going to help you in a positive place. One thing that I talked about from my own life experience in the book is my mom, my mom, yes. Patricia Ann Strange. And what her experience is, is the legacy of the work that you're doing with the Diamond Celebration. Yes, ma'am. And the Diamond Celebration to the new readers today. Uh, if you've never listened to us before, thank you. Uh, for listening and for those who are coming back we certainly appreciate you but mama's experience comes through the diamond celebration but really in her own life it was that she used to be patricia ann strange but she became maybelle maybe you know everybody has a grandma grandma name name. Mm -hmm. and so mama's grandma name was maybelle but maybelle was a completely different person in her recovery than she was in addiction. She was not the same person. She was just a t- different person. Yes. Uh, what I would also say is a couple of places. And the grandchildren saw her yes. in a different pla- way, too. Yes. They couldn't imagine that person we were talking about. Yes. But I'm a, it, it didn't. Her recovery did not take away her feistiness and everything like that. But right. It gave her a new life. I would say another thing that I would say in your process mm-hmm. of the experience is seeking professional help. Mm. Uh, seeking professional help. Um, You know, I work for a large national insurer. You can use your employee assistance program. You can seek out counseling. You can 
seek support with a life coach. There's nothing wrong with the process experience of seeking professional help. I also talk about uh, the experience of getting faith-based counseling. Yes. There's a lot of good benefits of getting a counselor who's in the scripture with you. And so that's an experience that you can deal with. Um, I also talk about the experience uh, of love. Yes. I talk about the experience of forgiveness. Yes. We talk about the um, experience of applying your faith. Yes. And so while you're going into your journey of abundant life living, you should have a good experience in God. Thank you for having me, Donica. I would say thank you so much. One thing about the event, the book, and then the experiences is applied and applicable steps in our lives to get to where Jesus said, and I'm going to make that our attempt for the journey, that we have an event, but we have an experience. And the tip for the journey is what you already spoke on, John 10.10. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. My name is Donica. Hi, I'm Monica. Thank you so much for joining us this week on this broadcast of ReCapture. Thank you for joining us on this week's broadcast. My prayer is that you continue to grow, find peace, forgiveness, knowledge, and information. To learn more or connect with us, visit our website at the PSDiamondCelebration.com. Until next time.